Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. What a win from the New Jersey Devils. The Devils were able to come back from behind 3-0. They scored five unanswered goals. However, they didn't do this against a mediocre team. They did this against the best team in the NHL. What is going on with New Jersey? Are they starting to uh, give you guys a new perspective? Have they woken you up yet? Well, uh, I I think it's time for you guys to set your alarms because I think the Devils offense is a real deal. We have a lot to discuss in this episode. Buckle up. Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to Locked On Devils Podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Chalky, play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And I know the MLB is suspended currently. However, just bear with me. Look at some of these scores around the NHL because they looked like MLB scores because the Toronto Maple Leafs beat the Seattle Kraken 6-4. The Minnesota Wild beat the New York Rangers 5-2. The Chicago Blackhawks beat the Anaheim Ducks 8-3. An absolute thrashing took place in Detroit as the Red Wings lost to the Arizona Coyotes 9-2. The Senators beat the Blues 4-1. And what happened out in Newark, New Jersey? Well, the Devils were able to beat the best team in the NHL by a score of 5-3. And no, it was not like a juggernaut matchup because the Colorado Avalanche got off to a 3-0 lead and the Devils were able to score five unanswered goals against them. Who saw this one coming? Because it looked like it was going to be an early curtain call for the Devils because they let up a couple of power play goals early. Nico Kieser was a scratch, so uh, the odds were not in the favor of the New Jersey Devils. And here's the thing, guys. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche coming into this game, according to Bryce Salvador, uh, throughout the entirety of the year, they have only blown a lead six times. So the odds were certainly not in the favor of the New Jersey Devils. But somehow, some way, they were able to score five unanswered goals and lo and behold guys I thought I'd never say this throughout the entirety of the year but the Devils second period was actually picture perfect because they were able to outplay the Colorado Avalanche the Devils gave themselves a chance to win and here's what happened so early on in the game the Devils had a lot of grade A opportunities so I tweeted this out so uh if you look back on the game and by the way do not drive after you play this game but Take a shot for every grade A chance the New Jersey Devils had. And like I said, please, please, please do not drive after you play this game because there were so many grade A chances for the New Jersey Devils. I saw Jack Hughes have an opportunity. I saw uh, Sharon Govich have an opportunity. I saw Tatar have an opportunity. I saw a whole lot of players, you know, just get handcuffed by Darcy Kemper. By the way, I've talked about Kemper on this show before, uh, I believe a few weeks ago, saying that it could be possible that he could make his way to Newark, New Jersey, if the Devils were able to find a way to get him to join our organization. But that's a discussion for another time. But overall, this game for the New Jersey Devils, just this is how you win a game. This is how you give yourself a chance to win. This is how you not give up. Because um, the, the thing about this game, guys, just watching it live and just basically seeing all the chances the New Jersey Devils had, I was just like to myself, okay, look, I know they're down early and call me crazy, call me delusional, call me a liar, call me whatever you want to call me, but I just had a feeling that the New Jersey Devils were not going to lose this game against the Colorado Avalanche. Look, I get it. The Avalanche are, you know, by far one of the best teams in the NHL and we're by far one of the worst teams in the NHL. 
But at the same time, it was just like, look at the amount of shot attempts the New Jersey Devils were getting. Look at the uh, the amount of times they were robbed by Darcy Kemper. So I was just like, if the Devils can keep this up throughout the entirety of the game, then they have a legitimate chance of winning. And look, they went down 3-0 uh, in period number two. Uh, they gave up two power play goals in period number one, and then they gave up the first goal of period number two. They were down 3 nothing, but the Devils, like I said, they made the second period their period, and they were able to answer back quickly. Tatar, Bastion, Smith, uh, Severson, you know, some unlikely heroes for the New Jersey Devils because we've been talking about Severson possibly being traded. We've been talking about Ty Smith uh, being a healthy scratch in a recent game. He scored in the last game against the St. Louis Blues, and he scores again this time around. And then we talk about um, Nathan Bastion, how, you know, overall we know uh, the physical aspect that he brings to our organization, but the fact that he was able to score a goal, and it was a power play goal, and it was off a beautiful assist from Jack Hughes, that, that speaks wonders. And speaking of which, you know, talk about Jesper Brat and Jack Hughes once again. Those two continue to just be on the same page. Those two just continue to rack up the points because in this game, Brat had three assists. Hughes had two assists. But the fact of the matter is they could have had way more points had Darcy Kemper not been on his like secret stuff or whatever he was taking before the game. Because like I said, he was robbing the New Jersey Devils point blank range. So uh, Jack Hughes and, and Jesper Brock could have potentially had way more points in this game. And this could have been a much high scoring affair. Uh, but overall, the Devils got the win. They scored five unanswered goals. Uh, you know, Nico Dawes, uh, you know, he let a few goals get get past him that I don't think uh, that a seasoned veteran goaltender would let up. But at the same time, uh, according to Alex Javancy of the Hockey Riders, uh, you know, his expected goals against average is, you know, not the best, but it's not the worst. He gets the job done, to say the least. Like, in terms of his expected goals, it's just like, like I said, it's sort of that happy median. So that that's what we kind of need right now because, like I said, for Nico Dawes, I've said it a couple times in the show recently, he's a for-now situation. He's certainly not a permanent situation, but he's a for-now situation. And I think that's what we uh, need right now in the goalie position, wait till the trade deadline. But overall, Nico Dawes, like I said, he let up a few goals uh, that, that you know I'm sure he would like to have back. But at the same time, he kept us in the game and he gave us an opportunity to win and he really buckled down. So um that 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 was impressive and let's talk about the gamble that the um that the Colorado Avalanche had late in this game that resulted in Sharon Govich getting the empty netter goal so what had happened was the New Jersey Devils drew a penalty PK Subban had to go to the sin bin the Devils were shorthanded and here's what the Colorado Avalanche decided to do they decided to pull Kemper and try to get another extra attacker so that way it's a six on four advantage in favor of the Colorado Avalanche. So I like the gamble, but it was a huge risk because there was still plenty of time uh, remaining in the game. So the Devils, like, I, despite being shorthanded, I was just like, they're going to get a shorthanded goal. They're going to get a shorthanded goal. After, I believe, a couple failed attempts, they were finally able to get the empty netter. I was just like, they won this game. This was impressive. I don't know what else to say. Just it was an overall great effort from the New Jersey Devils. And, you know, people stepped up. Like like I said, Bastion stepped up. Severson stepped up. Smith stepped up. Tatar stepped up. It had been a while since Bastion and Tatar had scored. Ty Smith has been inconsistent all year. He's been a thorn in our side. And we basically have been saying, like, how much of a burden he's been this season and how he hasn't improved from his rookie year. And Damon Severson, I've been talking on my show, at least, about him possibly being in trade discussions and he and Siegenthaler did their jobs on the defensive end and both of them had a pretty decent showing and they did their jobs and 
The thing with Severson is that he's been uh, getting a lot of time on the ice and he's been having a pretty decent impact on the offensive end uh, as well. So I think Severson is just trying to send a message out to the organization saying, hey, I'm here to stay. I'm not trying to leave and I'm trying to show you how much of an asset I could be on this team. Because like I've been saying on the show, Severson is uh, prone to making a few boneheaded mistakes, you know, going back to that LA Kings game or that Toronto Maple Leafs game. But at the end of the day, I, I do like Severson. I don't think he'll be traded. But at the same time, I think he's just trying to make his case even stronger as to why Tom Fitzgerald should hold on to him at least for one more year and just see what he could potentially do. Because like I said, he's been getting a lot of time on the ice. He and Siegenthaler, they did their jobs uh, on the defensive side of things. He was able to get a goal this game. And overall, it was just a great showing from everyone, especially that top line of Sharon Govich, Hughes, and Mercer, because they had a lot of shots on goal going late into the game, but they had nothing to show for it. And finally, you know, Sharon Govich was able to get a goal. Uh, Hughes was able to get a couple assists. And then, you know, you got Jesper Brat also commanding the second line, especially with the absence of Nico Heizer and Zaka being moved over to the center position. You got Brat and Zaka working together to get Severson a goal. And like I said, guys, this was just a great showing from the New Jersey Devils. And I just loved this overall game. This is by far one of their best games of the year because just think of the narrative. We're missing our captain. Uh, we're, we're heavy underdogs. We're going up against the best team in the NHL or one of the best teams, depending on how you look at it. And like I said, no one is really talking about the amount of offense that we bring night in and night out because like I told you guys, the Colorado Avalanche, this is not an easy team to beat. They do not blow leads like this. I told you prior to this game, they have only blown a lead six times throughout the entirety of the season. And they're also known for making comebacks because I believe prior to this game, they they uh, are tops in the league. Uh, I believe they sit at either 18 or 19 for most uh, comeback wins uh, throughout the entire NHL. And that's according to Bryce Salvador. So like I said, this was not an easy win and our offense showed out. And if people don't know, they should know now, albeit, you know, like I said, a lot of chaos has been going around the NHL. So I'm afraid that people are going to put this under the rug once again, but more people need to talk about the New Jersey Devils offense because it has been picture perfect. Almost picture perfect. I'm, I'm getting a little ahead of myself since the All-Star break. And Jack Hughes, Jesper Brat, Nico Heizer, all of the guys that we needed to step up are stepping up right now. And it's just the biggest what if. What if everyone was healthy? What if COVID wasn't really a thing for the New Jersey Devils this season? What if just like, you know, our, our goaltending was somewhat decent right now? What position would we be in in terms of the standings? Would we still be in the hunt for the wild card spot? You know, it, it just plays with my mind a little bit because I'm just like, the New Jersey Devils have had so much potential, yet somehow, some way, you know, we, we still get swept under the rug. So more people just need to, to talk about the Devils and their overall offensive firepower. We'll talk more about that momentarily. But first, it is time for the first live read this morning and it comes from a new sponsor, Athletic Greens Podcast Brief. So they have a product that I use pretty much every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I just wanted some more health in my body. I just wanted my body to be happy, healthy, and just uh, get me through the day, whether I'm working out, whether I'm in class, whether I'm doing this podcast show. I just need something to get me through the day and just give my body the health and strength it needs. So what is this stuff? Well, with with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all these things. 
Uh, so like I said, the reason I take it is just because I, I just need something to get me through the day. Want my body to just be healthy, happy, and just be strong because my body is a temple and I got to treat it like one. So uh, the thing about it is it's a healthy, friendly lifestyle, whether you eat uh, keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, contains uh, less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, while still tasting good, supports better sleep quality because uh, sleep is big for me. I, I have trouble sleeping at night, and recovery supports mental clarity and alertness. It's one of the things that uh, Athletic Greens does the best. It, it uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with content product iterations and third-party testing so the offer is to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash nhl network again that's athleticgreens.com slash nhl network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance uh, so right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrients, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. So once again, try Athletic Greens. It is good and it is good for you and your body is definitely going to thank you. So, like I said before the break, I want more people to be talking about the overall offensive impact that the New Jersey Devils have been having in their last few games because the scoring is there, guys. The goaltending just exonerates it at times. And not all that is on Nico Dawes because he's biting off more than he could chew. He's just treading on water. We've been relying on him night in and night out because we really cannot go to John Gillies. We don't really have any options behind Nico Dawes, which is why I am hoping and praying that Tom Fitzgerald is able to put something together come the trade deadlines to get us a decent goalie but do not let that overshadow the fact that the Devils have been one of the best offensive teams in the NHL because just look at what we've been able to do our last few games you know uh, after the all-star break because we beat the the St. Louis Blues three to two okay you know not the highest scoring of games but if we go back just a few days we go to the Canucks game in which we were able to beat them seven to two so you know, like like I said, our offense is there. Then against the Chicago Blackhawks, we lost eight to five. Look, I get it. I said this in my post game recap episode was that that yeah, giving up eight goals was not good. But at the same time, the Devils were able to score five times. So you know, look at something like that. That's still a lot of goals for a team. The Devils beat the the Pittsburgh Penguins six to one, and then uh, you know they were able to go on a little bit of a hot streak. So. But the thing is, is like the Devils are just wildly inconsistent just due to their goaltending because I just feel as though we would be a much better team if we had decent goaltending. I get it. It's a no-duh kind of thing, but I'm just stating the facts because the Devils could be so much better if they have decent goaltending because I feel like the defense is starting to pick it up a little bit more, especially with Dougie Hamilton returning because they said this in the broadcast, and this is something I've been preaching on my show. Dougie Hamilton puts us in better positions to win because he is not afraid to shoot the puck and it's either going to go in the back of the net and he's going to be credited with the goal or it's going to redirect off someone and he's going to be credited with the assist. So the thing about Dougie Hamilton, he plays both ends really well and he's just able to just put us in a much better position to win. He got an OT goal in our last game against the St. Louis Blues. So, you know, j just putting that out there, like, you know, Dougie Hamilton has scored a lot of OT game-winning goals in his career and uh, without him, we don't win that game against the St. Louis Blues. 
I get it. Once again, no Doug kind of thing, but I'm, I'm, I'm just stating the facts. So Dougie Hamilton puts us in a better position to win, and he makes our defense that much better. We know what Ryan Graves brings to the table, and Ryan Graves was close to scoring, I believe, a couple times in this game, and I know he was searching for that goal against his former team. Nonetheless, wasn't able to get it this time around, but he'll have another opportunity. But overall, it's just like when we're looking at the defensive side of things, I think uh, aside from Gearston and also Ty Smith, I think you could say that the defense uh, that we have has been somewhat consistent at times. You know, you could say Dougie Hamilton has been consistent. You could say Ryan Grace has been consistent. You could say Jonas Siegenthaler has been consistent. You could say Damon Severson definitely has his moments. And you could say that P.K. Subban has improved uh, year after year of being with the Devils organization. Albeit, it's nothing impressive. But still, you know, P.K. Subban is starting to get, a, I guess, a little more comfortable with the organization. But the only issue we have is goaltending. But like I said, it wasn't really an issue this time around. Yes, the Devils were down 3 nothing, But it's not how you start. It's how you finish. And like I said, that guys, the uh, Colorado Avalanche are notoriously known for not giving up uh, big leads like that. And uh, I bet they're kicking themselves for that. And fun fact, this is the first time that the Avalanche have blown a three-goal lead this season. And it came at the hands of the New Jersey Devils. Who would have thought? So that, that's very interesting. And like I said, according to Bryce Salvador, and I, I tweeted this out as soon as he said it. So I, I believe it, this is still correct. Uh, the Avs have only blown six leads this season, and they have 19 comeback victories, whereas the Devils, according to Alex Chabonsi, have uh, blown like 18 games, and most of that is at the hands of goaltending. So, as in the Devils were leading, and then they lost the lead and ended up losing the game. So, a tale of two different teams, and the Devils were able to come away with the upset victory, and I am so happy about that. And when looking at Thomas Tatar and when looking at Nathan Bastion, this is the first time that both of them have scored a goal in a little over a month. So it's finally uh, glad to see them back into the scoring column. And then as for Ty Smith, after being benched and being a healthy scratch, uh, Smith has been able to answer back by scoring a goal in two straight games. So hopefully he can keep up this momentum. Hopefully Hughes can guide him. Hopefully Brock can guide him. Whoever's out there with him, hopefully that they can, you know, just uh, get get him into the right place of mind in terms of his overall production. Because I haven't given up on Ty Smith. You know, he's still relatively young, but at the same time, it's just like I didn't expect more. But we're not going to get into that. He was able to score this game, so I got to give credit when credit is due. And now it is time for the second and third live read this morning. And it comes from our friends at Bet Online and also Built Bar. So, football might be over the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops from the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fire coach is going to land. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. Please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. And now, the last live read of this morning comes from our friends at Built Bar. So this is the time of year that I pretty much have given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right. Remember, I told you to... Uh, to uh, try Athletic Greens because, like I said, trying to eat healthy. But as for Built Bar, I can still eat Built Bars because they're so good and they're so healthy. So sticking to that resolution. But have you ever tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting protein bars. Puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, Puffs included. 100% 
Real chocolate. Now, here's the thing. They are low in calorie, high in protein. Replace your candy bars with these because they are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Most built bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. And they have so many delicious flavors from mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new this month, white chocolate, cookies, and cream. They are all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. If you think a flavor might be good, they'll make it, and it'll be delicious, and it'll be good for you. So the offer is go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Built Bars, they are so good. And if you think that uh, uh, a flavor is delicious, they'll make it. I don't know how they do it, but it always comes out delicious. So let's look at the overall final stats, and then I'm going to give you guys my final opinions, and I'll give the Devils a letter grade. So shots on goal differential, 43 to 26 in favor of the New Jersey Devils. This doesn't come as a, as a surprise because, like I told you guys, Darcy Kemper was just on one early in the game. I saw the New Jersey Devils just get a lot of grade A chances from Dougie Hamilton, Ryan Graves, Jack Hughes, Jesper Brat. By the way, uh, back it up a little bit. Jesper Brat and Jack Hughes, amazing. Jack Hughes is just a wizard with the puck. I'm just like, if he scored that goal or if he scored it in this circumstance, the Rock was going to go crazy. It, it, it was just mesmerizing just watching Jack Hughes handle the puck. And, you know, he's sort of like Steph Curry on our team. Like, he just does one wonders with the puck and you know when you just see him like slipping and sliding dancing amongst them just uh being a wizard with it and just making all these sorts of young kid moves and just coming out successful with them it's just like man this kid has so much potential and what could have happened had he played a full 82 game season well here's what his projected stats will look like 38 goals 58 assists 42 primary assists 53 five on five points 268 shots on goal, 22 penalties drawn, zero taken. So uh, that's what Jack Hughes' numbers would look like if he were to play a full A2 game season. But I'm excited to see what this kid could do next year. We still have uh, a couple months remaining in the season, so we still got some time to see him. But I am just looking forward to the future for the New Jersey Devils because if this game has shown anything, if post-All-Star break has woken anyone up, it's that the New Jersey Devils, they are going to be a legitimate offensive threat come next year. I am speaking into existence. Uh, do I think they'll be a powerhouse team? Absolutely, definitely, probably not. So I'm not jumping to that conclusion, but I'm just saying uh, you should really respect their offense. And this is a team that you cannot sleep on because we will try to outscore you. So faceoff percentage, 52% to 48% in favor of the Devils. Power plays, the Devils were two for four in their power plays. The Avalanche were two for four. So the Devils gave up a couple power play goals early and it looked like it was going to be an early current call for them. But, um, and you know, I even tweeted out saying, is it time to start the fire Mark Recchi uh, tweets again? But uh, no, that, that was mostly just a joke. So hits 17 to nine in favor of the Devils. Blocks 14 to nine in favor of the Devils. Giveaways, both teams had uh, 11 giveaways. Uh, so, you know, ne neither team led in that category. So the thing about the New Jersey Devils, it was just a great team effort. Uh, they didn't get uh, discouraged. They didn't get frustrated. Their body language didn't show any, like, signs of just anger or anything like that if uh, a puck didn't find the back of the net because they just kept on going. They just kept soldiering through, and it was just a great effort from the Devils. Jack Hughes, uh, Jesper Bra. I could talk about those guys all day, but don't forget about the uh, other impacts of Thomas Tatar, Ty Smith, Nathan Bastian. Sharon Govich is continuing his hot streak albeit it was an empty netter goal, but we'll take it. And Sharon Govich was able to get an assist this game as well. So 
just just overall great effort from the Devils, and I expect that more often. And the fact that we were able to do that against a powerhouse team in the NHL speaks wonders. The three stars of the game, Jesper Brat, Jack Hughes, Nathan Bastion. No surprise there. Nathan Bastion was able to get the uh, game-tying goal, and he, his, his impact just shows in more ways than one. Sometimes it doesn't show up in the stat sheet. And I think I've already talked about our two main stars of, of the game. So Nico Dawes, once again, uh, decent outing. And I, I he's not a lead or anything, but he gets the job done, and that's all we need right now. So if I had to rate this game for the New Jersey Devils, I would give it an A. However, they did give up three goals in a period and a half. So I can't like give them an A, but I can give them a B plus. So that's the final grade for the New Jersey Devils. It's a B plus because even though they did, they went down three nothing against a powerhouse team. They were able to make the comeback. They didn't, uh, you know, hold their heads down. They didn't show any frustration. They didn't show any negative uh, body language. They looked like that they were full uh, steam ahead. They were able to out uh, shoot and outscore the Colorado Avalanche because in period number one, the Devils outscored them. Period number two, the Devils outscored them. In period number three, they outscored them. And overall, the Devils were able to hold the Colorado Avalanche to eight shots on goal in both period number one and period number two. So you know the Devils were just uh, just coming with, I, I guess, their A game in this game. And then they were able to come away with the win. So very impressive win. Absolute chaos happening around the NHL. So let me know what you guys think. What, what did you think of this game for the New Jersey Devils? What does it speak to you? Have the Devils given you new life? Have they given you a new perspective? I'm curious to hear your thoughts. So if you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment down below. And if you're listening to this on a podcast service, hit me up at TreyMatt4 and also the show's Twitter page at LockedOnDevils. I would really like to hear your thoughts. So as for today's episode, like I said, that's all the time I have for you guys. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. And I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Wow, that was a great win from the Devils.